The Sunday Sit Down on Algoa FM. It's Goldfish and Diamond Thug on Sunday lunch on Algoa FM. Deep of the night, following on Becky Hill and David Getter. The song called Remember gets us to nearly 25 to 1. As good a time as any to say good afternoon to Megan. It's Megan Soans that I'm speaking to this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Charles. Right, Megan, you are a board member of Diabetes SA and also the mom to um, 11-year-old Gabriel, who is a type 1 diabetic. That's correct. Remember, plus my husband also type 1 diabetic. Oh, right. Okay, yes, of course. I think Caroline did tell me that. Okay, so um, today is World Diabetes Day in part because it is the birthday of um, the person who co-discovered insulin, Frederick Banting, along with Charles Best and John James uh, Rickard McLeod discovered insulin 99 years ago. That's, um, I, I didn't think it was um, anywhere near as long as that. Quite some time ago that's done that. Yeah. Right, let's talk very quickly. You get um, three kinds of, of diabetes. The type 1 is, is the more dangerous, in my understanding. Type 2 is then, uh, type 1 is, is, is always insulin dependent. Type 2 mm-hmm. um, is usually controllable with diet and with pills. And type 3 is when pregnant moms um, experience a very elevated um, sugar. And sugar they uh, gestational diabetes, I understand. That is, the, is, is probably the one that we'll, we'll pay the least uh, attention to. But d- just to recap, uh, what is diabetes? For type 1 diabetes, is when your body stops producing insulin. So everything that you eat in that, your pancreas cannot produce that insulin to break down what you're eating. And that causes your sugar levels to rise in that. That's when you need your medication to lower everything that you've eaten. So with a type 1 diabetic, obviously before they eat, they're going to need insulin to drop off, drop the sugar levels. And then type 2, they're going to have to take tablets. Right. It's worth mentioning, though, that diabetes treatment um, has come a very, very, very long way in a reasonably short space of time. You now have all kinds of technologies um, like those implanted kind of sugar readers uh, and the insulin pumps are are also um, a a reality for for many diabetics. I suppose that's because you also get grades of diabetes because, as as you said, it's not a case necessarily of your body produces no insulin, although that that does happen. You have insufficient. So it's anything from, I suppose, slightly too little to absolutely none. Uh, and that, none. Would then, that would then determine how you're treated, right? That's correct. It will determine how you treat it. And that's why they either diagnose you with type 1 or type 2. Right. And then there are also some kind of non-insulin kind of treatments as well that are being trialed or are being used very successfully with, with diabetics. There was also um, a study that I saw uh, with implanting kind of pockets uh, almost um, or, or of cells um, in the abdomen of type 1 diabetics that they were talking about possibly even being able to kind of grow little pancreases. Um, pancreases. Yeah. It's amazing what technology and science has actually done in the last few years. 
Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk about how do you diagnose diabetes? Because there, we were saying uh, just before we went on air that there are approximately two and a half million people diagnosed with diabetes in South Africa. But you and I are, sh- are aware that the, the number is surely much, much higher than that because the global average is close to 10% of the population. Um, th- that figure of two and a half million for South Africa puts us at uh, just about 5%, which I I, I think would be, um, considering, um, would be an underestimation. That's correct. And um, that's a way you can actually have a look. If you suspect diabetes in a family member, that there's a few signs that you need to look out for. For example, if that person's sugar is high, they're going to get agitated. They're going to be constantly thirsty, always urinating. They're going to be tired. So that's if the sugar is high, and that's what a few other symptoms you watch out for, also lost weight. And then for, if your sugar is low, you get you, your feet are get all tingly, tired as well. You're always hungry. So there is quite a few major signs that you need to look out for if you're diabetic. If you do experience any of those, I would also suggest go see your doctor immediately. Uh, yeah, b- because, uh, yeah, a sugar high is, uh, I don't want to get this wrong, a sugar high is dangerous. A sustained high sugar level is particularly dangerous and can have many long-term effects. That being said, um, uh, over-medication um, with insulin can cause um, a, a very low glycemic index and put the person into a so-called diabetic coma. That's correct. My has been in a few diabetic comas where, especially like when we started dating, I, I wasn't too clued up with diabetes then and the one morning I couldn't wake him up. And I actually had to call the paramedics and they came and his sugar was, I think it was like 0.2 and he went into a diabetic coma. So you've also got to watch out with the lows and that. And like with your highs, if you're high, you can go into a DKA, also a coma. And with the high sugar, constantly high sugar, it also damages your nerve system. So you could also go blind in the long run. You could lose, you know, your legs. So it's a very, it's a very serious disease. They actually call the disease the silent killer. Yeah, p- particularly because type 2 um, could go undiagnosed for a very long amount of time. Uh, and by the time it is diagnosed, a lot of damage could have been done. Exactly. So and I can advise everyone, if you show any of the symptoms, just go to your doctor, rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, absolutely. So at what age was your, your husband diagnosed with diabetes? Well, my husband has been diabetic now for 35 years. He was diagnosed when he was 12 years old. Right. Um, that being said, Gabriel, who is presumably nearby you right now, is 11. Uh, at what age was he diagnosed? Gabriel was diagnosed when he was 7 years old. So quite a young age and it brought a big shock to my family because we don't really expect that to happen. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. Could we could we grab a, a, a minute-long um, quick chat with Gabriel? He's right here by me. Right. Hello. Good afternoon, Gabriel. How are you doing? Fine. <laughs> you sound very polite. I like that. Gabriel, um, so it's, uh, what is it, four or five years, four-ish years since you were diagnosed as being a type 1 diabetic. Um, that, that must mean that you do quite a few things differently than other children your age. Yes. Okay, and, and how, the, how are the um, sugar tests and all the insulin jabs? Are you coping with that? Yes. Do you do them yourself? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you do you have to do the the, the finger prick um, and and the blood sugar reading? Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you very much for for chatting to us and uh, stay well and look mm-hmm. after yourself. It looks like you're in good good care though. Um, so your mom's had plenty of experience uh, with your dad, um, and now kind of continuing uh, her work. It would appear not only um, with uh, the uh, Diabetes Foundation or Diabetes SA. Um, sure. You apparently have have plenty of experience, and you you would obviously then talk talk with a great deal of authority, would you not, Megan? That's correct. But I mean, you know, I'm sure there's so much more that I would like to achieve in the long run. I like, I wouldn't like to just work for diabetes. There's so much other illnesses that a person can get into and also help. Yeah, absolutely. Our focus, though, for for today. Um, uh, on, 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 on World Diabetes Day. So I want to say thank you very much for taking a little time out to demystify it for us slightly. If there is any more reading that we would like to do, what resource or online resource do you recommend uh, for us to go and check out to get a little bit more information um, and perhaps to help with uh, particularly a type 2 diabetes diagnosis? Sure. I would ask if they please contact me and I can help them with the organizations. Obviously, we got a lot of organizations and we do a lot of talks and that at the Wolves and PE around Eastern Cape. So if they can give me a call on my cell phone number, if I can give that to you, and then they can give me a call and I can just direct them and we can help them in that way with reading information and like meetings they can go to. Yeah. Um, in in general, we discourage people from giving their cell phone numbers out on no, air. No, that's but, fine. <laughs> but if, if if you are well willing, then um, Megan's cell phone number is zero six seven six three seven one nine four zero. I'll repeat that zero six seven six three seven one nine four zero. If you would like to know more about diabetes, you can have a chat to Megan. Thank you very much. Um, enjoy the rest of Sunday. What's for lunch there? Something sensible, I hope. <laughs> Well, at the moment, we are Diabetes Day. So what we do is yearly on a on World Diabetes Day, we do a little get-together for all the diabetic kids. So we're at pool now, and we're having a bar with all the kids and letting the kids just get to know each other as well. Oh, that sounds like a very nice initiative. Uh, enjoy the rest of it, and um, we'll chat to you again, I'm sure. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks, Megan. Bye-bye. On air. On air. Online. Online and all over your world. This is Algoa FM.